Hello and welcome to the Next Level Blockbuster Podcast. My name is Jeff. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to be talking about a interesting film in the sense that it's probably a film I would say a lot of people have heard of, but most people have not seen. At least the majority have not. And uh, I would say a huge majority have not seen. It is a cult uh, hit. Very much so. B-movie favorite. Um, it also spawned a fairly successful cartoon show when we were kids. A uh, mid-level success. Yeah. I would say it was a B-level cartoon. It had toys. and Yeah. I remember that. And uh, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. And the movie we're going to talk about is the original Attack killer tomatoes and uh i know my exposure to this was probably from the cartoon what about yours yeah mine was too and when i, I found out later on that it was based on a movie i was like wait what yeah i know it's it was kind of bizarre because kind of yeah. like when i found out toxic crusaders was based on toxic avenger yes which is a very different uh very different yeah, movie to the animated show and that, that was the weird thing when we were growing up they would make these cartoons out of like r-rated movies now this particular one's not graphic but they would take these odd movies that you wouldn't right. necessarily think they would make a cartoon, cartoon show, out of like r-rated movies or like these obscure movies like attack of the killer tomatoes like these b movies uh, i'm surprised they didn't make a terminator cartoon Surprise! They did a RoboCop. Yeah, Rambo. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised. Oh yeah, the Rambo cartoon. Yeah, Terminator was off limits. I guess. I don't know. I'm sure someone thought of it. Maybe they couldn't get the rights. I don't know. Be interesting to find out. But um. Uh yeah i I actually watched Attack of the Killer Tomatoes later in my life so to speak. same here i was an adult i was at least 26 yeah i was uh i was younger than that but i i think i was like a teenager and i think the first time i watched it was on one of the first like rhino release um uh dvds they had of it mm-hmm. they had like a collector they set. still make rhino dvds uh i know that they were of... making cds for a long time they did a Blu-ray release of the the monkeys show. Did they? Yeah, I it, figured Milk Creek would do something like that. No, they 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 made a nice release, but it was expensive. But now it's even more expensive because they they don't make it anymore. It's I think it's going for like a thousand bucks online or something. Let me guess, you have it? I do have it, but. <laughs> uh, yeah, Rhino's still kind of a thing, but I and I don't remember this. To be fair, and I'm sorry, but you said that you think that the first time you watched it was with me. Yes, um, we've watched a lot of things together, though. We have. Yeah, we've been friends for a while, <laughs> so I don't remember that. But uh, what'd you think of the movie? It was fun. I mean, if you go into it not taking it seriously, I mean, well, I would hope that you wouldn't go into Attack of the Killer Tomatoes taking it seriously. It, it It's one of those B-movies that it's just, like, fun to watch because you realize it's going to be 
quote-unquote terrible, but it actually was not quote-unquote terrible. Well, yeah, and it's one of those movies, we talked about this. It's I mean, almost, the story isn't like completely like compelling, but it, it's a decent story. It's very simplistic, and like it's more famous probably for the theme song than the actual movie. Ah, yes. Uh, which the theme song, if you haven't heard it, you need to listen to it. Like, just stop this podcast right now and go listen to the theme song. It is a treat and iconic. Yeah, and it was used in the in the cartoon, too. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, and this, this is an interesting franchise, I guess, because they have had sequels in a cartoon. And the sequels are actually probably better remembered more fondly remembered than this original film mm-hmm. uh partly because the second one also had the debut of george clooney or if it wasn't his first movie it was like one of the very first like second or third right. or something um it also the second movie also introduced uh john astin's what was it dr uh i forgot the name of his character like green gas or something who was on throughout the whole like rest of the sequels and he was on i never saw any of the sequels really we need to watch those because they're actually pretty entertaining now in the first one we we couldn't recall if the tomatoes actually had teeth on them i don't remember them having teeth but i I remember them just they all they they had real tomatoes like rolling down hills well, I guess they use like styrofoam, like to make a lot of the big tomatoes. Really? Yeah, which is kind of interesting. But they use a lot of little tomatoes. They do. No cherry tomatoes, though, was interesting enough. Well, I think what was interesting about this movie: this movie was made for under a hundred thousand dollars. Which even by that the standards of uh, the seventy late seventies, that's still a very low budget movie. But they were able to like because it's such a silly concept, they were really able to kind of stretch that yeah that budget out. Um, Gangrene that was the name of the doctor John Aston played. Sorry, uh, I had to look remind our viewers who John Aston is. John Aston. Uh, was in the original Adams Family. Uh, very iconic older actor. Um, still alive. Still alive. He's been in a lot of stuff, a lot of cult hits. Um, he's done a lot of voice work. He's done a lot of voice work. And I'm sure if you look him up and you don't know who he is, you'd probably recognize his face. I would hope so. I mean, he played Gomez Adams. That's probably his most iconic role, but he was also in like Briscoe County Jr. He's been in a lot of stuff. Um, so he he was in the sequels. A lot of, a lot of what we remember from Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, the franchise, comes from like the later movies. The cartoons were kind of more of an adaptation. I think of like the second one more than more so than this first movie. This first movie was just kind of a setup of the old 50s um, B-movie schlock, you know, giant, you know, you know yeah. you had the giant spider tarantula movies, and it was like, hey, it. let's just do a tomato one. 
Right. And I mean, that was a, those kind of B movies with giant things and, you know, killer odd objects kind of fizzled out in the, 90s and it it, it it was recently revived like with that movie rubber which yeah. is about a killer tire tire uh much bigger budget still though even though it was kind of a relatively low budget rubber compared to this now this movie was so so low budget much like an ed wood movie they filmed some of the scenes without permits a lot of movies get filmed without permits. Yeah. Not necessarily like big movies. There were like fondly remembered movies. There's one movie we have to do, by the way. Speaking of uh, Escape from Tomorrow or Escape from Tomorrowland. I have to look it up. I've heard of that one. Yeah. You need to watch that. All right. Okay. But speaking of movies without permits. Uh, so... They didn't have permits for a lot. They got a lot of their military uniforms from Goodwill. Really? A lot of the the actors in this weren't actors. You know, they were non-union, just whatever. A bunch of guys. So was this made by just a bunch of guys that wanted to make a film? Pretty much. I mean, that's the thing about it. It's still somewhat professional-seeming. Uh, which is kind of amazing, and I don't know if you remember, there was a helicopter crash in the movie. Yes. That was not supposed to happen. Oh, yeah, Uh, you told me about that. That was an accident that they kept in the film. I mean, that was their big kind of money shot, because that wasn't supposed to happen. Did they pay pay to rent this helicopter? They paid to rent it, and it crashed. Mm. So, a lot of the budget... (laughs) Went to the helicopter that crashed. I hope they had insurance... I don't know. Helicopter that they rented? I just know that was not supposed to happen. Did someone die in that crash? I don't think so. I think the pilot got a little injured, but it didn't like, it wasn't like a huge crash. Well, I remember when I saw it, I'm like, dude, they ever went their budget, and you're like, actually. <laughs> that was their budget. Uh, one little note that I found a little interesting uh, there's a song in there called Puberty Love. Oh. Which, like, the Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. It's just kind of a silly song. But I guess it was performed by Matt Cameron. He actually was the drummer for Pearl Jam and Soundgarden. Really? Yeah, so that's kind of interesting. I didn't know that. So, I mean, I think this was a movie like that I was kind of surprised I enjoyed so much when I watched it as a, an adult, too, because like, I knew it was like very low budget and very kind of schlocky mm-hmm. and it still had this like charm to it sort of like a toxic avenger has a little bit but it was a little it was very self-aware it was of what very it was. lloyd kaufman like yeah before lloyd kaufman was making his movies basically what, what, what was made in the 70s seven late no, 70s lloyd kaufman came out in was, 78 i don't know like, yeah when did lloyd kaufman start making <sighs> I don't know, he didn't strike it big, at least, till the Toxic Avenger, which I think was early 80s-ish, or mid-80s, something like that. Alright. I could be wrong on that, don't quote me, but... Um, so what are what were your kind of thoughts on this movie? 
I think we've really discussed that. But I thought it was a fun movie to watch. I mean, it, it was you, definitely beyond ridiculous. You said you haven't seen any of the sequels. Right. So we need to change that. We do. Especially the second one. With the one with George Clooney. Yes. Because it's a very interesting screen debut, too. And it, it, the second one actually is another low-budget movie. It does have a higher budget, but, like, it's relatively well-made. And that's the thing. Even this one's relatively well-made. Yeah, considering they had, like, nickels to work with. Yeah, and it's kind of a miracle that it turned out as good as it Well, did. I mean, like, Monty Python and the Holy Grail had no budget, and it was relatively well-made. Yeah, it's just sometimes it's just it's a miracle what they can do or how and it's harder, to, it's harder today to make it on a low budget because yeah. it, with high-definition cameras, it's... It's just, easier in a way and harder in a way because you have access to more technology, better yeah. technology, at a more reasonable rate. However, there's a lot... There's also a lot... You more also don't have to buy film. Yeah, but there's also even more legality. It's harder to do things without permits. There's more legal actions that are taken theoretically against you. Now, it's harder the permit to, to film, are those enforced by jurisdictions like hardcore? Depends. Like honestly, if you, if you, I think if we if you think if we started filming out here, anybody give a shit? Probably not. It um, it depends on where you do it, who whose property. It starts getting a little. Mm, questionable and harder to get around like when you so like the movie i said i think it was escape to uh, from tomorrow tomorrowland um they filmed that without a permit or permission at disney now they were actually able to get by with it because disney came to the conclusion that it would be it would actually give more exposure if they went after them and they didn't want that Right. So ultimately, any financial claim they could have done, like, they wouldn't have made that much money. Because the film wouldn't have made that much money. And if the film ended up making more money because it made more money, it would have got more exposure to the parks, which they didn't want. So it's just, they let it slide. However, they didn't have to. No, definitely not. So it was just kind of by law. And obviously they couldn't really promote it that much as far as like Disney. So they they had to get around. And it was an independent film? It was, yes. So, I mean, like back then in like the late 70s, filming without a permit wasn't as big a deal. Like they poke fun of it and what, you know, you just film it. If they catch you, you get a ticket or... You so could they tell you to stop filming. Yeah, they could make you not put it in the movie or whatever, but back then there wasn't... If you ran away like they did in Wood, there wasn't a hell of a lot they could do after. Right. You know, it's like they had to catch you in the act, kind of. Now it's more complicated, which in a way is a good thing. You know, but it's also more difficult for, you know, filmmakers without a big budget to make a movie right anyway 
Yeah, I mean, I like the movie, though. I would recommend uh, you view it, like, anyone viewing this, like, who hasn't viewed this. It's just, not a very long movie. It's, like, what, an hour and a half? You no, know, and it, it... Look, it's a simple concept, too. So, you could the put it on the The most I remember about it, though, was these tomatoes floating in water. There were a lot of silly moments of it. They, they had creative tomato kills, too. They really did. Uh, and that's the thing, Holding too. Holding them to their face. It's something you can kind of put on the background and it doesn't really matter. If you miss 10 minutes of the movie, you're not going to miss You're not going to lose a lot of context. So, like, if you want to put it on when you're doing something. And the noise they were making, that or whatever it was. Yeah. I mean, it's worth a watch. It wasn't towards near that, until towards near the end that you started seeing those giant tomatoes. Yeah. And they uh, became more of a threat. Yes. There were no green ones. Eh, I don't remember. And I, I should have rewatched some of this. It's been a while since I saw it. It's been a while. So I, the last time I saw it was with you. I mean, I've seen clips. Yeah, full disclosure, there's some movies we... You might even be able to find this movie, like, let's say, on YouTube. It, it's oh, I'm sure. It's probably free to watch, yeah. because, it, like I said... I know they had a Blu-ray release of this Did they well. really? Yeah. There's a Blu-ray release of this, and there's actually a Blu-ray release of Return of the Killer Tomatoes. What's the third one called? I think Strikes Back or something, and there's one that, like, I forget the name, I think it's Eat Free or something that's the fourth one I didn't know they made four they made four oh there was three it was like a trilogy it's a quadrilogy and the fourth one was Eat France I think so something like that some variation on that but yeah we'll we'll have to like watch were those other two watchable uh they were decent they weren't as good as or were they like Highlander too they were no they were more self-aware like, mm. the, the franchise got a little more... I mean, the first one's self-aware that it's a, a shock movie, but, like, it almost gets more self-aware that the first one's a schlock movie in its own universe, if that makes any sense. It does. And they play with ideas more, like, there's a good tomato in the second one. What? Like a sidekick, yeah. They, they play with... I won't go and you to said t- the tomatoes actually have teeth in this, the other ones? I, th- I th- want to say they did. And I think, if I remember correctly, and I have to revisit this, so this is going to have to be a separate podcast, but I want to say they make a woman out of a tomato. So, because I think that was in the cartoon as well. I don't remember. It's been a very long time. So we'll have to rewatch that second one. You'd probably be able to find episodes of the Cartoon, cartoon Yeah, online. we should watch them. We should. It's been a very long... I remember the toys were crazy ridiculous. Toys were cool because they were... You like, have any of those still? I don't know if I do. I know I sold a lot of them. Um, they were going for a good price, too. I can imagine. Uh, I just remembered, like, the tomatoes were, like, a ball. Yeah. With teeth and these yellow eyes. Yep, and there's, like, little figurines that had eaten them. Oh, yeah. So, in conclusion, look this movie up, watch it, put in the background, you know, if you if you don't have a lot yeah, of Yeah, and I mean, even know. if you can't find it free, I mean, it's probably five bucks on Amazon. Yeah, I mean, 
I don't even think the Blu-ray is that expensive at this point. So if you wanted to, I think at max it'd be like fifteen bucks. So it's worth a watch. It is. So in conclusion, watch Attack of the Killer Tomatoes and look up the song for the love of God. Because... Look that up if you haven't already. I told you to listen. <laughs> All right, I'm Jeff. As always, I'm Aaron. Thank you.